I'm your host, Ariel Willow. Welcome to Ghost Tea Podcast, a podcast for those who seek magic. Hello, ghosties. Welcome back to Ghost Tea Podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. Today, we are going to talk about dream interpretation. And this is something that I kind of had come to mind again after a while of not really thinking about it because the other night I had a wild dream. And in that dream, there were a couple of really weird things that happened. I tend to have kind of odd dreams, but in the dream, it was so vivid and very visceral. And when I have very vivid or visceral dreams, Sometimes it tends to be a past life coming through, or sometimes it tends to be a message. And other times it can be a deity coming through or something of that nature. But over the years, I have had a lot of people ask me, how do you interpret dreams or how do you make sense of them? And I know that there are going to be other people who probably have better suggestions than I will on this subject, but I have found that in my own interpretations of dreams for others as well as myself, it tends to be helpful and something that helps people to make sense of what it is that their mind might be trying to tell them. Dreams, of course, can be used in our spiritual practice in many different ways, but I'm going to go over the scientific reason of why we dream and things of that nature first before we get into the spiritual stuff. So dreaming is your brain's way of processing your everyday life. So essentially, if you have something happen to you that your brain needs to process, but we don't allow enough space in our everyday experience to process it, our brain will use REM areas of our sleep to process those things in ways that don't always make sense on a logical scale. So for example, you may have an experience at work where you have a coworker or a boss who is talking over you all the time or making you feel really terrible and you feel really scared about speaking up for yourself because you're worried about creating waves or creating drama or creating problems or maybe getting fired. So then you have a dream where you are being scolded by someone and you're not able to talk or you're not able to communicate. That can be a way for your brain to be processing what it is that you're experiencing in your waking everyday life. That to say, dreams aren't always only spiritual experiences or only used within spirituality. However, there are ways to use it within spiritual practice. Now, I'm not really going to get into lucid dreaming or things like that, because that is something that I don't have a whole lot of experience with. I have had dreams where I've been aware that I'm dreaming, but I don't have the ability to control it or do anything of that nature. So I'm not going to be super helpful on that front. But I do want to talk about interpreting dreams that we have so that if it is a spiritual message, that is something that we can explore and look into further. Okay, so I'm going to explain the dream that I had the other night, and then we're going to go ahead and interpret it because the best way that I know how to do this is to explain something that's happened and then go through it with you. I won't go into detail because we will be here for quite a while if I do, but in the dream, the gist of it was that I was spending a lot of time in water 
water. And the water that I was in, whether it was contained within a vessel such as a pool or a hot tub, or it was an open ocean, it was calm. And this is important to note because water within dreams tends to be our emotional state. So for example, if you have a dream where you are standing and staring at a turbulent ocean, it might be you recognizing that you're having turbulent emotions or that you're, you know, feeling a lot of anger or feeling a lot of sadness or feeling a lot of, um, you know, turbulence within your emotional state. And that's playing through in your dream. When we have calm water, it tends to represent that we're overall in a calm emotional space. Another thing that you can recognize with water with dreams is, are you in the water or are you outside of it. If you're observing it, it represents kind of being more in an observational space with your emotions. Whereas if you're in the water, it means that you're really in the experience of being within those emotions that you're experiencing. So let's say that you are swimming in a really turbulent ocean. That would represent you maybe feeling like you're tossed and turned by emotions that maybe you can't control. Or if you're in a pool and people are splashing you with water, that might represent that you have an ability to get yourself out of that situation, right? It's not as hard to get yourself out of a turbulent pool as it is out of a turbulent ocean. When within an ocean, you have much less control than you do within a small area like a pool. Another way of interpreting this is being underwater, right? Are you struggling to breathe underwater? That could represent that you feel like you're being suffocated by the emotions that you're feeling or overwhelmed by the emotions that you're feeling. Or if you're able to breathe underwater, it could represent being in a space where you are able to navigate those emotions while being fully immersed in them. So you're able to kind of sink to the bottom of them and really figure out what it is that they're trying to tell you. So in this dream, I was spending a lot of time in bodies of water, whether they were contained or open ocean. And within the open ocean areas, I was having a couple different octopi wrap around my legs and I couldn't figure out why. And I kept swimming with the person that I was with and I was trying to get these octopi off of my leg. And as soon as I would get one off of my leg, I would end up running into another one that would wrap around my leg. Furthermore, as I was swimming in this open ocean, there were rock formations off of the coast of where I was swimming. And we were swimming at night. And off of the coast in these rock formations was carved large numbers that were illuminated by lights. And the numbers were 67, 68, and 69. And 69 was the most illuminated. Now, I know some of you are going to laugh. Okay, I get it. It is kind of funny, <laughs> I will admit, but I don't think that's the message that we're trying to get at here. Now, of course, there were other things that stood out to me in the dream, but we're gonna keep it simple today just to help you to understand what we look for in dreams when we're interpreting them. Now, some people are going to wake up and remember a lot of the dream, and that's great. Remember as much as you can, but really take note of the things that stand out to you or are the most memorable to you when you wake up. For me, as you can tell, the water, the octopi, and the numbers were the things that stood out to me the most. The things that you have stand out to you the most in your dream are the things that you're going to look up. 
So a website that I really like utilizing for dream interpretation is called dreammoods.com, spelled D-R-E-A-M-M-O-O-D-S.com. And this has been a really helpful site over the years as I've interpreted different dreams. It's not going to give you all of the information that you need, but it can sometimes help you pick pick and choose um, what information seems to apply to your situation in your life. I do want to state though, I'm not sponsored by them. I probably should be because I've mentioned them hundreds of times over the years, but I'm definitely not sponsored. Now focusing in on the octopi, the octopi that kept clinging to my leg I looked up octopi or octopus on dreammoods.com and it says to see an octopus in your dream means that you're entangled in a difficult matter. Your judgment may be clouded. Alternatively, the octopus indicates that you're being overly possessive or maybe too clingy in a relationship. So I did take that into account, but then I also looked up the spiritual meaning of octopus because I wanted to get a broader idea of what octopi can mean. So in dreams in particular, octopi can sometimes represent bad luck or someone that may be preventing you from reaching your goals. And it can be the belief that such people will try to steer you off course in life or bring turbulence and chaos in your life. But when I was dealing with these octopi in the dream, I felt annoyance for them being around my leg and sometimes a little bit of panic at first because I was swimming in the dark and I didn't quite know what was happening at first, but I didn't necessarily feel scared of them or like they were bad. So I wanted to look up the spiritual meaning of octopi outside of dreams just to get a better idea of what it could represent. And in general, um, octopi is usually representative of intelligence and adaptability and creativity. And that's because they're known for being able to have a really good um, ability to camouflage themselves and blend in with their surroundings. So it's really in turn of being adaptable and flexible in your everyday environment or situations that you're in. Now, before I jumped to a conclusion of what octopi could mean, I wanted to get a a better idea of what the numbers meant. So the first number that I saw was the number 67. So the number 67 in numerology tends to represent um, abundance and manifestation. And it can also represent um, power within intention setting or divine guidance or heavenly blessings when it comes to like it being associated as an angel number, which that's a whole different topic we won't get into today. The second number that I noticed was 68, which can signify a time of new beginnings and fresh opportunities in your life. And it does represent those, but only if you take positive action towards those things. And then the number 69, which, you know, us adults know what that means, but Outside of that meaning that is commonly associated with that number, it can also represent having a powerful message come through for you or being in a place of um, idealistic energy and family relationships and changes that are coming that might be challenging. Now, putting all of this together, it makes it sound a little bit less pessimistic, in my opinion, than just looking up octopi and thinking, oh, I'm being sent bad luck or, you know, having someone prevent me from moving forward or I'm too clingy in my relationships. So it is something that is important to take into account and try to piece 
together the pieces of what everything means altogether, rather than seeing them only as individual things. Okay. So altogether, there is a reoccurring theme of adaptability and beginnings, right? Um, With the numbers, a lot of them indicated something being available or something being offered or something that I have the ability to reach for if I focus in and I take that chance. And with octopi coming through and clinging to my leg, I think that it's For me, it represented an animal guide that is coming through to remind me that it's helping me in my footsteps moving forward with it wrapping around my leg only. Um, Legs to me in dreams and things like that represent movement towards something. So with it wrapping around my leg, I feel like it's an animal guide coming through and saying, hey, I'm helping you as you adapt and utilize your intelligence and creativity to get through these challenges that you're being faced with. And because it's within water that's calm, to me, it represents that I'm trying to be within a calm emotional space as I'm recognizing these opportunities that are being presented to me in the dark. So with it having been nighttime in the dream, that can be a time when you can be scared or feel like you can't really see things very clearly. But with the numbers being illuminated and the numbers representing opportunities that are being presented to me, that's a good sign to me that the opportunities that will be presented, if they do present themselves, will be clear enough that even if I'm in a space where I feel like I'm missing things or misinterpreting things, those opportunities will be clear enough that I won't miss them. They're going to be illuminated in some way or apparent in some way so that I don't really have to think about trying to find them or trying to seek them out. And with the octopi being wrapped around my leg in calm waters, it helps me to know that even in my space of darkness, of kind of navigating, you know, grief and feeling a little bit lost, I still have an animal guide that is with me and clinging to me and helping me through this, but also a companion, which I won't say who was in the dream with me, but I did have someone with me from my everyday life that was swimming with me that I feel like is someone I can have helped me through this situation. And that person was also calm. So it was representing me having support as I go through this experience. So as you can see, the way that I interpret dreams is mostly on a metaphoric scale. And this tends to be the most helpful and most accurate that I found over the years with what I dream about when it comes to messages through dreams. And of course, there are people who interpret them very literally, but I find that it tends to be better to do it metaphorically because if our brain processed information in a literal way through our dreams, we would be dreaming about the situations that happen in our everyday life in a literal way, right? You would just have repeat memories happening in your head through dreaming. So I really encourage you to look at your dreams in a more metaphoric way rather than a literal way. One of the examples of this is that I have a video on my TikTok that still gets a lot of people commenting on it to this day of 
someone asking about dreaming about being pregnant in a dream. And a lot of people come into my comments in that video and are so scared because they're just like, oh my gosh, what if I'm pregnant? I'm not ready to be pregnant. And I'm like, no, that, <laughs> I mean, yes, of course you, there is always that possibility that if you are someone who's able to carry a child, that maybe you could be pregnant and be dreaming about it. But most of the time when I have dreams where I'm pregnant or friends of mine have dreams where they're pregnant, it tends to just represent being in a space of fertility. Um, I've had multiple dreams where I've been in different stages of pregnancy, and that can represent being at the ending space of, you know, having a project that I'm working on that I am about to launch, right? And sometimes I'll be dreaming about being in the last couple weeks of a pregnancy, or even dreaming about giving birth. Um, or sometimes I'll have a dream where I'm in the very beginning stage of finding out that I'm pregnant or being within a pregnancy. And that's tends to align with me starting a project or being in the beginning spaces of bringing something to be. So it can represent what we're working on that is kind of our quote unquote babies that we are helping to develop, right? So metaphoric in the sense of dreams tends to be more accurate and better in terms of actually understanding what it's trying to tell you. Another thing that I want to talk about in terms of dreams is how to utilize it within your spiritual practice outside of just trying to understand what your brain might be trying to tell you or trying to process or what kind of spiritual message could be coming forward for you. And this is about utilizing your dreams in a more intentional or specific way. Like I said, I haven't really had enough experience with lucid dreaming to give advice on how to do that. So that would be something that I would invite you to explore on your own. But I do want to talk about utilizing it to get in touch with deities or even your past loved ones and things like that. So when we are wanting to connect with a being or connect with a past loved one, Oftentimes what I recommend is that before you go to sleep for a couple nights, usually because sometimes it doesn't happen the first time that we ask, you can ask a specific uh, past loved one or, you know, a specific being or deity or things like that, that you want to come through in your dream to come forward in your dream space to chat with you. And I do invite you to have some sort of modality of recording it once you wake up. So having the voice recorder ready on your phone, when you wake up, you can record that or having the notepad on your phone or having a physical journal or notepad by your bed that you can write down your experiences right when you wake up and it's still fresh in your mind. A lot of people worry that, oh my gosh, you know, I asked for this being to come through in a dream and I'm pretty sure that they did, but I don't remember any of it. And in those kind of situations, I don't want you to freak out because if it's not something that you remember, it might not be something that's important for you to remember right now. Um, there are times when we have experiences within dreams that 
come through and we don't remember them right away, but then later in the day or sometimes days later, we remember what happened. So don't worry if you don't remember exactly what happened or what was said, because if you don't, it might have been more so a message for your subconscious rather than your consciousness, right? So don't be afraid of continuing to ask them to come through and give you messages and help you to remember them if they're important for you to know in your conscious waking state. Another thing that tends to be something that people worry about is sometimes they'll ask for a past loved one to come through in a dream and it will be a dream that ends up being a nightmare. Maybe their past loved one seems to be in distress or upset or sad or angry at them and it can leave them in a lot of distress. And with that, I really do want to make it clear that when past loved ones come through in dreams, even if they are showing distress, it tends to more so be our own brain trying to process our own grief or our own anger or our own experiences emotionally around the passing of that person or how we're feeling about that person. Um, so sometimes if we see our loved one in distress, it could be that we're feeling in distress, that they're gone, or it could be that maybe we have unresolved anger and they're coming through angry in our dream. Um, you know, maybe we are experiencing, uh, a space in our life where we're really beating ourselves up mentally about what it is that we're going through. And then we have a dream of a loved one coming forward and saying, you know, oh, you're not good enough or like repeating what you're telling yourself. And that to me is not a sign that that loved one really feels that way. Oftentimes it's just a way for our brain to really drill in that negative mindset of, you know, I'm not good enough. And if I can't you know, trust that myself saying that is the truth, then I'm going to also place it towards myself from someone that I trusted or someone that I valued the opinion of. So it can just be something that is more so our negative self-talk being played through a different speaker, if you will. So if you have distressing dreams, um, whether it's a past loved one or even a deity that you work with, I've had people talk about deities that they work with coming through in dreams uh, or appearing in dreams rather and being angry with them. And a lot of times that can be our own feelings of unworthiness or like we're doing something wrong that is then therefore played out in our brain through a modality that makes it solidified for us and makes it more real and more tangible. So it is important to be aware of our beliefs that we have around ourselves and the situations that we're in and how that can also negatively or positively or, you know, put a filter on what it is that we experience in our dream spaces. Okay. So if you have, you know, religious trauma that you're working through and in that religious trauma, you might feel that you struggle a lot with feeling, um, like your deities are not angry with you or that they're not going to punish you if you do something wrong, even by accident. That can be something that plays through in a dream space without it actually being the case. There might not be a situation where your deity is actually angry with you, but you might have that come through in a dream because that's a subconscious belief that you have around how deities may 
come forward to you. So having an awareness around our beliefs and through our, you know, subconscious uh, filters can be really, really helpful. And sometimes it's not going to be apparent right away, but that is something to keep in mind as you interpret your dreams. What I will leave off with is if you do find yourself having trouble really feeling that you can trust what came through in a dream, I do encourage you to ask for signs either from the deity that you believe came through in the dream or from the past loved one who came through in the dream. Ask them for signs that they can show you in your waking life to confirm or deny that what you experienced in the dream was accurate or not. And uh, I think Alyssa and I talked about this in the mediumship episode of kind of asking for specific signs from your loved ones. Um, And we talk about it in our deity work episode as well of asking for specific signs from a deity to show that they're around you or they're trying to get in touch. And so ask for a sign um, I would recommend asking for it within a specific time frame. So I usually do it within the day or within a couple hours because I have ADHD. It's easy for me to get caught within my brain and forget. Um, so for example, maybe I would need confirmation that a certain deity was coming through in the dream for me and I wanted to confirm it outside of a dream space. And I could just say out loud or in my head, you know, if this deity is coming forward to be giving me a message or working with me, can you send me a pink rose within the next two hours? And that sign might come through in a social media post or someone might, um, you know, send me a picture of, of a pink rose or someone might have a pink rose tattoo that I see as I'm walking down the street or there might be an advertisement with a pink rose. So ask for something that you wouldn't normally see in your everyday experience that you can think of and then allow it to come forward. If you don't get that sign, you may have to rephrase the question or it might be a no or an unresponse, right? But don't be afraid to ask for those signs. Um, I do that all the time. It tends to be very, very helpful to have that specific sign that I'm looking for that I'm able to receive. But I do recommend having shorter amounts of time that you feel like you can be really present to look for them. It's really easy to say like, oh, by the end of the day, but how much of small details do we really remember from throughout our day? So give yourself a certain amount of time that you know that you're going to be able to be present enough to really see it if it shows up. I know this episode was a little bit short, but hopefully it was helpful and gave you some ideas on how you can interpret your dreams, whether that's for spiritual messages or just helping you to understand what your brain might be processing from your everyday life. But I will have the link to the dream mood site in the description below if you want to check that out. Highly recommend that site. It doesn't have everything on there, but it does have a good amount of things to look into and explore. And as mentioned in the January episode, I do have a new link for the Ghost Team merch through spring. Um, So if you are wanting to get some Ghost Team merch, you can explore that link and see if anything appeals to you. We have some pretty cute things. I have um, some beanies that are embroidered, which are adorable. 
available. So highly recommend checking that out. And also if you want to learn more about me or the show, you can go to ghostteapodcast.com and find the links to merch and the discord there. And also if you would like to book a private session with me, you can do so through my website, arielwillow.com. Thank you so much for being here and being a listener. I appreciate you all and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.